Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, besties? This is your Pillows and Beer favorite host, uh, Craig. Just kidding. Uh, with Nick Norris, we are um, coming to, I'm coming to you live for the first time uh, from Charleston in almost four weeks. Um, I'm so happy to be home. I did, but we just got back from Phoenix. We had an incredible show there, an incredible time. I thought, I mean, I'm still in Phoenix, so because I'm an idiot, but I, uh, I think it's, I, I love, I didn't really know what to expect going out here for good things, but the show was great. How are your lights feeling? Good. Uh, well, so I'll tell everyone the boneheaded mood that I did, and then we'll get to our hike. I So I decided to take the red-eye flight. Um, I have to be back. We're actually doing a little country boys weekend um, tomorrow here in South Carolina. One of my buddies got, I don't know what he did, but he basically purchased like a plot, like a like a little inn um, in the country, like an hour outside of Charleston, not an inn, but like an Airbnb. And so we're going to go out there and like shoot shot, you know, shoot targets and clay pigeons and um, smoke meats. And <laughs> it's all of my college best friends. I call them my groomsmen level friends. Um, we've got a text group, uh, BWBB, but we're going to go sit around the fire and do guy stuff. Well, I just do do country stuff, not guy stuff, because I did it with plenty of um, friends that were girls in Delaware. Uh, but it's going to be really cool to connect with the earth again uh, after being in so many cities and just ground myself. Uh, I think that's what it's called when you touch the earth. Um, but so I, I took the red eye home. When in reality, I should have just taken the 7 a.m. flight that got in at 2 p.m. Because I, once I finally got back to Charles, I like rented one of those minute suites in Atlanta um, for two hours. I guess they're having a hard time staying in business. It's a little creepy, but like when you're wait, really so tired. Wait, what is that? A minute suite? What does that mean? It's a, you can rent it for like an hour, a half hour, an hour, or like uh, 15 minute increments. And it's a little, um, like a little studio box. Like when you go in, there's a desk, a TV, and then a, um, what looks to be a pullout couch, but it's just a couch. Um, and they give you a blanket and a pillow. And so like when you're deathly tired, it's awesome. You just turn the lights out and they come knock and wake you up. Um, it's very private. Sometimes I wonder if like more nefarious things goes in there. Like with, I don't know, but, but, I was so tired because I left Phoenix at 12 at night and I got to Atlanta at three in the morning, except it was five in the morning East time. And then my flight to Charleston wasn't until eight. So it was just, it wasn't necessary. And I ended up passing out when I got home and woke up at two 30 when I could have woken up at five 30 in Phoenix taking the 7 a.m. flight and then worked on my computer the whole way here. Anyway, doesn't matter. Shout out to Phoenix Sky Club for staying open until 1230 because of all the red eyes. Um, I really enjoyed the people in Phoenix. I think um, 
it's neat going to different areas of the country because you know people are different and there's definitely like a I don't want to say like a funkiness, but an in, like a an interesting, like people are different, you know, in Phoenix and yeah, there are other places, which is fine just that. and great. Yeah. And talking about getting grounded and connected to nature, we went for a hike in Phoenix. We hiked something called Camelback Mountain, and um, you know, Paige told me I caught her when we were about to go. And she was like, I just want you to know that, like, that's never going to be me. You know, I'm never going to be hiking with you. And I was like, yeah, but if I asked, like, if I asked you to do it, you would. And she's like, no, I'm sitting, like, I'm just not. And I texted her when we got done the hike. And I said, I get, like, you're definitely not a hiker. And that's because, Nick, I'll tell you, I really, to me, hike meant nature walk. Because I'm from Delaware, which is a flat state. You know, the highest elevation in Delaware is like, I think, 15 feet. We live in the low country in Charleston. Um, I've spent a lot of time at sea level. And so hiking to me is what we did is like what I did as kids is going through the woods, you know, walking through trees and there being a little bit of terrain. And I really and like I like that. So I was always like, well, why wouldn't you want to do that with me, Paige? But I discovered what a what hiking in well, that was extreme. Is. That was, I, for me, I'd rate it because I hike to do a lot of hiking and there are, you know, trails that are on the mountain, but it's just walking through woods. You, you get some pretty views. I'm going to put that on like a seven, seven and a half hour for me. And that's wow. high. Yeah, like, I mean, that, we were that was using a hard our, hike. yeah, we were using our hands like to actually climb up this mountain. And at time, like in the beginning, you have to use these like railings or you'll slip and fall and you just took your time with it going up and it was really fun. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's funny cause Austin and I have done one other thing like this and we did it in Aspen and we weren't prepared for that either. And the altitude really got us. Well, I was going to say that's a little different. You're at 8,000 feet there. Yeah. But Austin, you know, you just, me, it was, it was Nick who is the quickest and then Rodrigo from our show and his um are they engaged oh I'm so bad with this but Tyler um and they've done it a couple of times so they picked this up and you know a lot of times we just end up staying in our hotel rooms when we're in towns because the travel starts to weigh on you but there was no reason not to do this so I'm pumped we did it but you know the mountain is shaped like a camel which it legitimately looks like a camel is just it like does, yeah stonified or whatever it's called when something's cast to stone or made in rock um and it was neat you know like you just took your time i actually used instacart to deliver me shoes from dicks that morning which it really is nice being able to have things delivered i've had like pajamas and stuff on the road delivered to me um <laughs> yeah and like pre-workout and stuff but you know, you just took your time and tried to zigzag. Well, zigzagging was more important coming down. But we, you know, we made it to the top. We did it in about an hour. And that was an hour of pretty strenuous climbing. I was surprised with how much I used my hands. And, you know, when I started to have to use my hands to go up, I was like, 
this, I'm sure everyone in a hiking area knows that it is an, you know, can be close to like an extreme sport or dangerous sport. But if you are not from a hiking area, you don't know that. Like, I feel like people like coming down, especially like coming down really freaked me out. Um, cause you really have to take your time. And I really had to cl- like my, shut my ADD off and not like look around and, um, no, you just gotta you know, be eyes down. You gotta be yeah. watching. Which I hated that part even going up. I was like, I don't like staring at the, you know, the ground. Yeah. But I guess figure it out. But, you know, if you're going to a ski mountain, most people are like, I can't just go on to the mountain and go skiing or I could get hurt. You know, I mean, it doesn't stop a lot of people. (laughs) But hiking doesn't strike me as something you can get hurt at and i was like this is you could die when we were on that mountain if you weren't you know like if you like i wouldn't have felt comfortable taking beers to the top of that mountain like maybe one but like coming down if you made like the wrong move like you would have no you do not want to be impaired on a downhill hike like that um there are hikes like that is definitely on the more extreme side for hiking like 90% 90% of the hikes out by us are hard. They might be steep, but it's rare that you got to use your hand. That I will well, say. Well, I guess it was just stone. It was very rock. Like we were climbing on yeah. big rock. You're, yeah. You were climbing a landslide pretty much like you said. Yeah, that's what that's it exactly was. That's exactly what it was. Um, so it was really cool. And man, I will tell you that, you know, I don't, I don't drink that much anymore, which, um, everyone knows but when you do something like that you really earn like a a nice lunch and outdoor like beer um i guess the you know there's communities and people that like ride bikes to different bars and run and stuff and yeah. hike. i'm sure there's hiking clubs but that was so fun so we got to the bottom of the mountain which honestly that was the most annoying part for me was the last like the the bottom of the hill when you just had to walk a whole bunch to get to the bottom like it finally yeah. flattened out but you're like all right like my legs were locking up a little bit but we went to yeah, a cool brewery yeah. called like uh i mean nick got down 20 minutes ahead of us it was pretty remarkable um no rattlesnakes so that was no good. rattlesnakes but they um, they say during the summer there's helicopters in the air and ambulances on standby because of the heat exhaustion. No, yeah, I mean, doing the like that and the heat is that is not for not so the same of heart there. But yeah, no, it was nice. English, we, we, I kept saying a wrong Oshu or Omsho brewery yeah, or Osho. something. It was a nano brewery which peaked Austin's. Um, it was funny. We were walking down, and me and Austin were on the same pace for the most part. And I was like, I really want Mexican food. And Rod Rigo is from, um, you know, his family's Mexican, and he was talking about his mom's cooking, and that how him and Tyler go to Mexico City, and like his grandmother's cooking. And I was like, I really want Mexican food right now, like something. Of, but Austin wanted to go to a brewery. And I'm glad we did. I had a nice nitro stout, nitro porter, nitro stout, which everyone 
Yeah, it's basically a fancier Guinness, um, which is an odd selection, I guess, on a hot outdoor outdoors day. Most other people got Mexican law. It was nice. We were in the shade. It was breezy. It was like a nice day. I was fine for that. It was so good. It's like a. It, it reminds me of like a coffee flavored um, drink, and it was just that sitting in that bar is when I was, or like at that restaurant outside was I was like. Okay, I like it here. Like I was like, this is a it's just got like a good energy out there. It well, seems pretty I kinda feel like I was bad in like college because you know they roll up in a like nineties land rover that's perfect yeah. for that. And going to do a hike, go to a brewery afterwards, just kind of relax. That was yeah, that was, was a more of the low key we've done. Yeah, it did feel like college. And that's because we had friends that had like who are locals basically or local yeah. connections. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break from a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Welcome back besties to pillows and beer. And then we, uh, we went back to our room. We were dead tired. And then we did our show at stand up live, which Phoenix reminded me of Charlotte a little bit. Everything's in big, like buildings, like shopping centers kind of, but yeah. they're not shopping centers, but, um, the night before, they weren't playing music anywhere. It was so odd. I think it was just a dead night. There was a lot of conventions there. We met a lot of golfers and yeah. stuff. We stayed at the Kimpton. Um, and then we just, Austin and I were bickering a little bit. We were keeping it together. But me, Nick, and Austin went to this uh, pizza place called Hanny's just to chill or Italian place or something, whatever you want to call it. And Rodrigo and his niece and um, friend and Tyler, his sister and uh, his brother-in-law met up, Bo. And we just, Austin picked this place that was like a speakeasy. And sure, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool. But we went and sat in a it just corner where you can, No, I was like, I'm here to like, you know, I was in a mood to people watch and like, yeah. you know see the town not go sit in an isolated corner so i ended up the waitress had already brought over waters and i was like and there was only one bartender and it was all craft cocktails and i i mean my gut i just knew i was like i'm i do not want to get stuck here for the next half hour like i'm not really drinking i don't care about a craft cocktail um so i gave the waitress like 40 bucks and i was just like i'm sorry we gotta get out of here but of course austin stayed because austin was like and then, and then didn't show up for like you said another 30 40 minutes and yeah next, and it, we got stuck he's with like, a drink you know i i mean i knew he was gonna do this but he's just like craig's like blah blah, blah you know so dramatic and you know what <laughs> we came here like i'm gonna have a drink or whatever and me and nick and um rodrigo we were like i saw a bowling alley across the street i was like that's the answer like let's just go to the bowling alley so i went to the bowling alley and it was great just like bowling alleys are uh, we shot at the bar and then they came like a half hour later and also like yeah you're right you know he's shaking <laughs> his head he was like all we got was a freaking shot of tequila and it took so long so we played like jenga and stuff and walked back to the hotel we've been staying close to the hotel we've been staying close to the venues recently which Sometimes we don't get to see certain areas of town that people suggest, but 
um, it is nice being able to walk from the venue to the to the room. Yeah, no. So last night, when I'm um, so you, you had a hot barrier flight, I ended up, of course, going back out with Austin and then his family. I have to give this person a shout. Oh yeah, so we're all... Austin's. I sorry, I forgot. Austin's cousins live in Phoenix, so they came to the brewery and stuff too, and then came to our show. And they're yeah, and they brought people. some friends with. Yeah, it's always fun meeting cousins because you're like, all right, yeah. you guys are similar enough, but like not like siblings, but Correct. you know, you, you, you grew, it's funny because it's, you're meeting like a childhood friend of theirs where they were like forced together by their parents. Yeah, I know. They knew um, each other forever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. It, so. And they're super nice, super lovely. Um, so we go to this bar. I, it's going to kill me that I can't remember it. It's literally right across hotel. And there's this couple there that were at the show. I didn't recognize them, but they came up. I don't think they did the meet and greet. They're like, hey, we just wanted to say hi and everything. Um, awesome. You know, super nice. You know, it just was a quick hello. Went back to theirs, did their thing. And they kind of just, it was date night, obviously. And the chat comes to us. You know, everybody like throws in their card. And the waitress takes it, comes back, and she goes, hands her back their card. And I'm like, it's already been covered. Get a couple over there, bought your bar tab. So I wanted to give a shout out to a true bestie, Laura, and her uh, partner for hooking us up last night. That was, it was so, everybody was like, what? Like she picked, they picked up the whole bar tab. Wow. Where they had the show? Yeah. So he, she, oh. he was like, yeah, we first, when we first started dating, uh, she always was like, she was always watching like Bravo and like this show called Southern Charm and like we kind of just like watched it together and that's, how we kind of just, I knew them. We just like melted over your show and everything. So this is off my thank you for getting me with her. So it that's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I I like um, you know, it's definitely the type of show that you can <laughs> like that brings people together in a weird way because the subject matter may not be uh, it's about be people being torn apart all the time. No, it's <laughs> but um. You know, we get so many people that have sick relatives or, um, you know, a lot of people in the hospital uh, spending time with someone that starts watching our show or just in a relationship and they just binge it. And it's pretty, pretty neat to bring people um, together that way. Yeah, the the meet and like we met all different types of people last night. And look, I'll, you know. I was really, really stressed at the beginning of the tour because um, it's a big lift, you know, for me and you and uh, and Austin. But, like, it's just I put so much pressure on us if you're paying. Because, like, nothing else that I do, like, like, I'll never charge money to meet me or something, you know. Um, obviously, now at the home shows, there's a small you know, ticket you have to purchase. I think they're like five or ten dollars. Well, they gotta put that, they gotta pay the people to help run that. Yeah, thing. that's yeah, no, that's different. But like at the store and everything, like it's always free. And if you had ever had to buy a ticket, then the proceeds went to charity and that was only for crowd control. And I fought that. But in the past that uh had happened by other places. But you know, if you're buying a ticket to come see us perform, like, yes, I'm going to put a ton of pressure on myself to deliver a good show. Um, I think anyone with, you know, any sort of 
compassion or consideration for people would do that. Like, regardless of what the ticket costs, like that doesn't matter. Like for a lot of people, it's a lot of money. And even if it's not, it's still your money. So you want to get what you paid for. It's how I treat restaurants. You know, I don't mind what they cost as long as I, I get, you know, what I paid for. So we were really stressed, but we, I'm proud of us and I'm really proud of, and they were, they were all great. And we just coming into a little more relaxed approach to them where, um, you know, especially with, you know, cutting the drinking out, they're not as stressful and they're really fun and we love doing them. And so the reason I'm saying this is if you are in a city or a town with like a private venue, um, which I love doing and you want us to come there, like if you have like an, like, especially if you have an in with the venue, then, you know, email us at the boys at pillowsandbeer.com. Um, because Austin and I schedule is about to get pretty busy, but like, we're down to like do, you know, one or two of these a month. So um, like last night was so intimate and I just think everyone had a, had a great time. So, um, I'm, I'm willing to not willing, but you know, I was looking forward to the end of the tour, Nick, but now I'm not, I guess. Cause of, well, that's because not always of how stressful. Well. Yeah. yeah. And then you're yeah. like, Oh, it's over. Well, I saw that sucks, but I thought it was going to, I mean, like you said, that was a kind of a different venue than we've normally done too. Not necessarily like size, like capacity wise, but just the layout wasn't like a concert type venue. It was definitely more of that intimate stand up. You're in the crowd. They're just around you. So it was cool. But yeah, I'm kind of relieved the tour is over just so we don't, you especially don't have to travel as much, but at the same time, like we're going to do some more of these. I think everybody has a great time. (laughs) I want to go back to Phoenix and stay at the sanctuary too. Um, but um, yeah, this is my first time back in Charleston since like January third or second. Um, Are you going for a while? Hopefully, no. Uh, well, <laughs> a while for me. Um, my birthday is February 9th, and um. Paige has, this is like fashion month in New York, like fashion week and stuff. And she's got some really exciting things in LA and I'm super proud of her. So I'm going to spend, I'm going to go shoot a bunch of guns in a field um, tomorrow. We're not hunting. We're just, we're shooting clay pigeons. And so I bought this um, launcher because like, you know, I don't have anything to offer with that. I don't have shotguns or land or anything. But when my buddy was like, hey, we're actually doing a guy's weekend. And I don't think anyone expected me to like be here. And I was like, well, if I bought like a launcher online, would that be helpful? And they were like, heck yeah. So you hook it up to a car battery. But we've got this like skeet shooting launcher. um, And we're going to we're going to shoot targets tomorrow then roast oysters for lunch and then smoke meats for dinner (laughs) and he's got wi-fi and so we're going to project like some of the basketball games on um you know whatever the side of the bar or something and just sit around the fire and 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, uh, and it's only an hour drive, so no, that's um, no brighter. No, and so then I'm gonna spend a couple days here. Um, I have some stuff to do at the warehouse and the store, and then I'm gonna go to New York, um, spend time with Paige for my birthday, and then I'm gonna go to Delaware. We're doing something special for. I don't think he listens to this podcast, but my, I'm going to visit my parents uh, for like a week for my birthday. That's what I, I wanted to go either to like put my feet in the sand somewhere, like a tropical vacation. But I laughed because we're just, we're busy right now. But it was a fun thought. But I just want to go home for like a week. So I'm going to go home to Delaware for a week. And then I have a home show in Charlotte. And then the end of February is when my time in Charleston really starts to be like, I'm down here. So, um, I don't know, where are you headed around anywhere? Or are you just going to go home? I'm going to go home for a few weeks. I might have to go to Greenville and then to the beach for work for a little bit. And, but yeah, I'm pretty much just staying in Charleston area, Virginia area. Nice. Yeah. I like Greenville a lot. Yeah. I just had some, at Panera. I have my standard order of Panera bread. I put it in. Actually, as I was falling asleep, I placed a future order. And when I woke up, I was at my doorstep. I got broccoli cheddar soup, chicken noodle soup, pepperoni pizza. I'm about to make a fire. Um, and and just chill. Um, but it's, you know, we want to thank everyone that's come to the tour. I want to thank everyone that listened to our podcast every week i know it can be silly sometimes but we really do enjoy it enjoy sharing our our lives with everyone um different than our instagram lives when we used to be <laughs> drinking everything in the house um sometimes i i cringe when austin talks about the the drinking during covid because like obviously that's what we did like we we drank. You're the well like, now. Yeah, like that was the rule, you know? They were like, just stay home. And if you do, <laughs> there are no other rules. Like, you can't just... broke every, like, ABC law. They're like, yeah, restaurants can go ahead and get drinks to go. Just yeah. get out. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, and so we would just drink the most... We drank everything. Everything in the house we could find, we drank every night. And we drank with everyone on, on Instagram Live, and it was really fun. But hearing when he talks about it, sometimes I'm like, because I don't want people in the crowd to think we're saying like drinking is makes us cool, but we were like, we know like at the time, and I guess I have a different relationship with alcohol now, but I was like, it wasn't, we weren't being like dumb frat guys when you were supposed to be living regular life. We were being like grown up frat guys because- that was, we were like, we were following the rules by actually being who we are inside. <laughs> being like, all right, you guys just be frat boys, but just don't leave your frat house. And by fraternity house, we just mean your real house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and your grown up friends. Um, but hey, thanks for popping on with me, Nick. Uh, we've got a little follow up section with austin after this um austin's in indianapolis and um and we'll see you guys next week 
Welcome back to Pillars and Beer, besties. I'm Craig Conover from New York City. Austin Kroll in Charleston, tracking the escaped convict. And Nick Norris, protecting his shine at all costs. His still at all costs. Should we do some questions since we haven't done them in a while? Yeah, let's do some questions. I want to do a fun hookup question or scandalous Anything scandalous? The guy I like and I have started to sext, but my last boyfriend shared some... Wait, did we talk about this already? Yeah, we did. Right? Are you sure? Are you... Okay. Craig, dude, does this sound familiar to you? Um... No. Yeah, we haven't done this. Okay, so the guy I like and I have started to sext, but my last boyfriend shared some of my nudes with his friends. I really would like to do it again, but I have very bad trust issues. I feel like I can trust this guy, but I don't really know for sure. Do I take a leap? We go to separate in-state schools, so we are close to we are close to each other sometimes, but not all the time. I know Craig says sharing nudes is great, and I agree, but I just cannot pull the trigger. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, that's, you know, Snapchat was the answer to that, but now people can screenshot on their phones. Um, on their I, friends' phones. Oh, yeah, so you could take your phone and film the screen and, and you would never phone. know. Right. Wow. Okay, so knowing all of that and knowing that there is no guarantee that they won't go out and that it's easier than ever to beat the system I think a fun way to start would be sharing little by little and then you can get a better feel for the guy and you can build the trust but I think like you know like not showing stuff at first but getting close to it like you know like teases and then maybe you could see where but yeah at this day and age like there's no way to like self-destruct a photo I feel like you either have the like full on just been open and honest kind of combo and be like, are you really going to be that piece of shit that shows, you know, your friends, you know, and like the guy might be like, Whoa, well not anymore. Or, you know, you treat everything that you send out as something that like a whole bunch of people could see. And you just have the total confidence to be like, this is me and check it out. Um, you know, but not, not everyone. I mean, including myself, you know, has that sort of confidence to just be like, well, check it out. I think um, the first part of what you said is smart. Treat everything that you send as something that will be seen by everyone. I think that was where you were a genius yes, in saying yes. that. That's that's. <laughs> and then you're like, so if you're sending a spread eagle picture, just know <laughs> that everyone's going to see it. It's like, no, just. I should have like I, should have I, I feel good with it though. You know, I don't want to be a lame guy, but I think you should probably date be dating at this point. Um where like you're exclusive for nudes because like or boyfriend girlfriend because at least then like your boyfriend or girlfriend shouldn't be showing your pictures, but who knows if they do. But I mean I don't know if you can do it as early as you used to be able to, but that's, and it that's sounds crazy. like they're in college. Yeah. 
They go to yeah. separate in-state schools. So we are close to each other sometimes, but not, okay, but not all the time. And no. look, and look, here, I'll tell you a real easy way to get some insurance. It should be two-sided. So, you know, have, you both should see, you both should have, I don't want to say blackmail because it shouldn't get there, but like he should have a reason to not go show your pictures because he's like, well, shit, my stuff's on her phone too. So if I show all my friends, she's going to show her friends. Be like, hey, Johnny, uh, you you send it first. You, yeah. You send that mirror pic first and then uh, whatever you send me, I'll, you know, give you back what like you, you know. That's a, that sounds like a fun game. And if he doesn't want to, then you're like, okay, well, I don't feel comfortable sending something without you doing it, but there's no reason the guy shouldn't be first. And yeah, you should That's actually the way to do it. That's actually the way to do it. these guys. Kind of like Craig said, you know, you don't have to blackmail him. You know, I hope that doesn't get there, but you know, then let him know. You're like, I also fucking have this. So I'll show that tiny little penis to my friends. If uh, you're going (laughs) to, if you're going to like expose me or whatever. This is obviously for all everyone 18 and up besties that are listening. You also should not send nudes to anyone. We're just saying if you decide to, um, but yes, the send guys them should to the boys at pillows and beer. <laughs> and we'll tell you if they're tasteful to send off to your partner. That's funny. But yeah, the guy make him send it first. I mean, if he wants to, I think to that's see smart that to bad. be honest. I think it's smart. Um, okay. Right, well, that was a heck of a question. Reading. Um, one says, here's a wordy question. So let's do it. I've been hooking up with someone casually on and off for about four years. We've both dated other people in between and sometimes during he communicates his feelings for me when we are together, but I don't understand. I find it hard to tell him how I feel because I'm scared it will put pressure on our situation. I also wonder if he's just caught up in the moment when he does express himself. I guess my question is, guy's perspective, would you want the girl to keep the friendship where it is because it's fun, or is it worth me possibly ruining the vibe to just ask him if he'd ever want to be more? How would I even bring it up? I absolutely love you guys. Well, thank you, Bestie, for your question and for trusting it. Um, I think... This is a tough one, dude. This is like a layered question, so... Well, yeah, I think we're going to unfortunately confirm your... You know, you kind of already know the answer to this, and we're not going to correct you with that. Um, if he's only telling you his feelings in person, um, it's because of that. Yeah. Caught up in the moment, sexuality it's there. Um, he wouldn't be seeing other people if he wanted it to be you. I don't, I mean, God, that sounds harsh, but I'm saying like, yeah, in my opinion, we like, we've always said you got to tell them because living in this gray zone is going to take years off your life. So you might as well tell them and either he f- feels the same way as you or he I wants to stay exactly where you are. I definitely agree with that part, Craig, living in the gray zone will take off, you know, years of your life, especially if, you know, you're thinking that he is only, you know, with you, but it seems here in my opinion. So this is where I will disagree with you, Craig, because it seems here that, that, that she has a very, uh, healthy mindset on it, right? So casually hooking up on and off for four years. So they've known each other for a while now. Like, Yeah, that's a long time. That is a long time. And then she's admitting that they both have dated, man, other people in between and sometimes during, okay? And if she's cool with that and, like, you know, she knows and, like, if he knows, then, you know, they're on the same page. So then I want to jump forward to where she says, 
would you want the girl to keep the friendship where it is because it's fun or is it worth me possibly ruining the vibe to just ask him if he'd ever want to be more? And I think that that is kind of how, you know, you do it. Um, I mean, it sounds like you have like a healthy mindset on it. It sounds like, you know, you're not like I am just like in love with this guy. And like, I hope that, you know, he feels the same way. It's like, you're sitting, you're saying like, how do I bring it up to see if he, I mean, is into it. And I think that that's kind of how you do it. You're like, Hey, we've been doing this for four years. Like, do we want to try maybe just seeing each other or do you want to keep it like this and see what he has to say? I mean, what, like, what can you lose? I mean, it's a four year hookup for God's sakes. Um, and I think that if that was asked to me, then I'd be like, Oh, well let's discuss. So I, I think that that's how, you know, you do it. And like, you don't approach it from a, Hey, so I've been thinking, I really want to be with you. What do you think? It's like, Hey, is this something that we want to like explore being like exclusive with, with each other and not just like a random hookup from time to time? Yeah, that's true. That was a great point. Great answer. I think I went a little severe in saying, if that's what you want from it, then you're going to have to like make a decision after that. But if I think Austin had the more accurate, um, answer of just being like yeah just it sounds like you guys could have that just a pretty easy conversation just to see right. where everyone is because it sounds um, like also like that, yeah. i want to say fuck the guy from the last question we didn't remember to say that the guy that showed nudes um, true i fuck, hope he never gets another last boyfriend yeah i hope he never gets another nude in his life um, yes, fuck that guy. Uh, what is, okay, Austin, you can go ahead and read one. Yeah, I was looking at this one because um, I like this. What is the best way to make the first move with technology these days? As Craig and I were just talking about technology making all sorts of things different. So with technology these days, it takes some of the organic moments out of dating. Like a lot of the time, I feel like the girl and I, like the girl and I have been seeing one another longer than we actually have. It just makes it hard to know when I should make a move and how far I should try and go. I understand no means no, but I would rather not get to that point. I don't want to come off as a wimp and a creep on the flip side. I kind of see what you're saying. I wish I knew how long that this had happened, but I do see, see what you're saying with technology, right? Because you literally can sit there and text w with a person all day and all night, you know, day after day after day. And even though it's only been like three or four days, you're like, I feel like I've known you for, you know, like a month, right? And in reality, you've just kind of known them for three or four days. Um, so I wish that I knew how long that's. Yeah, we like if about. this is like months, then you're probably in the friend zone. Um, or again, she might not know that you like her. Um, but I think you can try with like, intimate dates like where you're stuck next to each other and i don't suggest movies but i guess if you've known each other you can but like a sporting event because then well i don't know is it weird to hold hands at a sporting event? yeah a sporting event I can mean, be just friends I mean, he, he says a lot of the time i feel like or, or you know they say i feel like the girl that i've been seeing one another longer than we actually have so i don't i don't that makes me believe from the context of this question that we're talking, you know, weeks and potentially like a month. And, and 
Um, I hope that that's not the case. As you said, says- you've been seeing each other. And I, and I would never say that I'm seeing someone unless I have been seeing them for, you know, three months or something like that, or, you know, two months. Right. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, I am, you know, consistently seeing someone. So if you're using it in that context and it has been three months and you haven't made a move, then maybe y'all are just friends. I don't, I don't want to laugh because I don't know the time frame. My final answer is that you must make a move to know one way or another where you stand with this because you gotta, boy. So, I mean, have y'all hung out in person? I assume so. There's lots of question marks that I have with this. So you take that person out and at the end of the date or day, you're in the car perhaps and you lean in for the kiss and 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 you'll find out a whole lot right in that moment that's for sure what's up pillows and beers listeners i'm reality steve if you're a fan of the bachelor and all things pop culture reality tv you should check out my show the reality steve podcast a daily show about the bachelor other reality tv shows you may be watching right now i definitely throw in a lot of taylor swift talk and so much more search reality steve on apple spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.